Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Hello, and welcome to Marriage Helper Live. I'm Dr. Joe Bean with Marriage Helper. This is a program where we take live callers and we do everything we can to help you look for answers to and for relationship questions. Now, quite often our questions will be about marriages that are in trouble, but we're happy to help you with any kind of relationship problem. And so feel free to call us. Our telephone number here is 657-383-0812. That's 657-383-0812. Now, when you hear the answer, be sure to press the number one, and that puts you in the queue so you can be call screened, and then that gives us a chance to talk to each other, and I look forward to visiting with you today. Now, we're going to go straight to one of our callers here, and we are going to Michelle, and Michelle, according to what I'm reading here on the screen, is in Michigan. Hi, Michelle. How are you today? Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Well, you're very welcome. How may I help you, Michelle? Uh, Well, I'm having... uh, marriage difficulties to say the least but i'd like to perhaps start with giving you a little background of what's kind of put me to where i'm at today is that okay yeah if it's brief we have a whole lot of callers so a brief background background please okay um been married for 26 years i have a 16 year old son the last half of the marriage has not been ideal um he rarely wants to do anything with me and there's been very little intimacy. I'm treated like an adversary, and frankly, the dog gets more attention than I do. Hmm. The issues really started while I was pregnant. Um, He stopped sleeping in the same bed with me so he could get more sleep and never returned. After having the baby, I had a lot of emotional turmoil, anxiety, uh, followed later Mm -hmm. by taking antidepressants, and was just not interested in relations at that time. I tried to explain my lack of desire not being because of him, but I failed miserably, and he took it as a rejection. Um, Mm -hmm. He's also not sleeping well and became angry and hostile. Um, Mm -hmm. After this, I pushed the issue of moving to another town where I could be closer to kids' activities. I later found out that he felt like he lost control of his life because he didn't want to move. Um, Mm -hmm. After this, um, while my son was about one, He became very mean and cold and treated me with hatred and like I couldn't do anything right, and he actually admits Mm -hmm. this now. Over time, this has evolved to more of indifference with some interludes of um, maybe some physical grabbing, which I didn't respond favorably, and he took again as rejection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I built some pretty big emotional walls from this, although I'd never stopped loving Mm -hmm. my husband. The last several years, I've really worked on myself, and I feel like I released my anger from being mistreated mm-hmm. and let go of the past, though admittedly mm-hmm. I didn't fully let go of the emotional wall. I've requested marital counseling. I've tried to reach him to work on our marriage, mm-hmm. including like requests to return to sleep in the same bed. And his responses mm-hmm. have been like, I'm not ready yet, or I'm not ready to forgive you, or if I do, it feels like you win. Okay. I know. So are you still living in problems. the same house? Is that correct? You're still living in the yes, same home? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're not separated physically? You're not separated physically or legally? Is that correct? Right. 
at this moment. However, um, this last year has been a bit of an upheaval. His dad passed away. He's turned 50. Mm -hmm. Um, He Mm -hmm. had an emotional breakdown about six months ago. And Mm -hmm. when that happened, it kind of broke down my barriers because I felt like he actually loved me for the first time in a long time. But now Mm -hmm. he says that he was channeling his friend's love for his wife and not for me. Anyway, my walls were broken down, and I now feel the love and the remorse intent. Okay, so we're we're in the situation now. So what's happening now? Um, Three three months ago, three months ago, he told me that his heart, mind, and soul wanted to leave me, Mm -hmm. and because he doesn't know how much time he has left, and um, he feels like I hold him back. He says he wants love and passion again. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't believe he's had an affair, although he's confessed that he's had a chance to, and now regrets that he didn't take it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's anyway, his relationship that, like with your son? He's had a really good relationship with his son, although now there's anger from my son. Um, he's uh, okay. he's telling me now, basically, that he's got an emotional block against me that he doesn't think mm-hmm. he can get over and doesn't want to. Um, okay. He's telling me that he wants to divorce me, that he's 100% mm-hmm. sure he has zero interest in working on the marriage, and I've recently mm-hmm. found out that I have cancer also. So okay. I have asked him yeah. to go ahead and leave the house as soon as possible because I can't deal with this and fight cancer at the same time. And uh, if I may ask, what's the prognosis on your cancer? It's a good prognosis. I should be okay. But I've got, okay. they said I've got held for the next six months. Okay. So you want him out of the house so that you can face the cancer by yourself? Is that what I heard you say? Every time I see him, it just is painful. Mm-hmm. I'm just crying, and you know, when I wake up, when I go to bed, mm-hmm. you know, and it just but, hurts. But you think that you can handle dealing with the cancer better with him not there than with him there. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and your and your son be around me or he doesn't want to be with me. Are you still on the antidepressants? Yes. Okay. And all right, so let me put together everything I heard so far to see if I got it all together. Sure. That um mm-hmm. you had some emotional difficulties or some problems after the birth of the child that yeah. during your pregnancy he slept in a different room because it was easier just physically speaking. And that after some of the difficulties you had after the birth of the child, you went on antidepressants, which reduced your your desire to practically zero. Is that correct? And uh, so has your desire ever come back or is it still basically zilch? Oh, it's it's come back. But anytime I approach him for anything, he pushes me away. Okay. And so he says his emotional block against you. Right. Now, what do you think is going to happen when he moves out? Well, he's telling me he's filing for divorce. Okay. But you asked him to move out. That's what I heard. Is that correct? Well, he told me he was moving out. He was 100% sure, and he's been looking for a house. I've asked him just to um, to follow through as soon as possible. Okay. So how may I help you? What is it that, you are, that I can help you with today? Well, I'm wondering a couple things. First, is there anything more that I could do to overcome this emotional block, any insight? And I'm wondering if because I've asked him to leave as soon as possible for my health, am I cutting off all hope? And essentially, is there anything else I can do just to other than resign myself to the inevitability? 
Well, let's start with, too, with the second question first. When you ask a person to go ahead and move out as soon as possible, it does make things more difficult. And the reason for that, now, we, we think that there are times when people really should separate. For example, if somebody's in danger, then if somebody's in physical danger, like from abuse, those kinds of things, then we urge them, get apart so that you can be safe. But in other situations, such as what you're describing, typically what will occur, and of course, I can only deal with typical, I can't tell you exactly what's going to happen with you guys. But typically what occurs is that once, once you're living in different places, that there's a certain amount of relief that comes with that because of the fact that you're not dealing with the pressures, you're not having to face each other, those kinds of things, which makes it that much more difficult to actually work on the marriage. And so I'm hearing two things here. Number one is he doesn't want to. And number two is that once he gets out, there really won't even be any reason for him to. Is that what I'm hearing? Probably. Okay. Now, when you say, how can you remove an emotional block against the other person? The only way to figure that out is to understand what did I do that caused the emotional block? Why is it that he feels that he cannot let himself feel with me, that he can't be open and honest about what he feels, what he thinks, those kinds of things? And when you can figure out what caused the emotional block, why has he withdrawn from you? Now, what you have said to me is... He says it's the rejection. Yeah, well, that's what I heard you say, and I was about to say that. What you said to me is because he feels rejected sexually and therefore emotionally, and so he feels like he's been on his own for, well, I guess about 16 years anyway. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. It will be a tough one to fix. All of them are potentially fixable. Understand that, that until such time as somebody marries somebody else or until such time as, God forbid, death takes place, then, then understand that there is always hope. But in a situation where you've got 16 years of history, then it means that something is going to have to change. Because if you, if you keep acting toward each other like you're acting toward each other now, you're going to keep having what's going on now. And and now that he wants to divorce, that he wants to move out, live in another place, and you said go as fast as you can, it's going to make it that much more difficult. I'm not telling you to give up hope, but as you know, the situation you're describing is not one with a, a high percentage likelihood of success unless unless somehow, some way, you can figure out what is it that I can do where he finally feels understood, where he finally feels accepted, and where he can feel that I do genuinely care about him and want to be with him. And that's that's will, not always throw, easy to do. I will I'm throw sorry? in there because I don't think I mentioned that, that ever since for the last several, six months or so, I've really, really tried to reconnect and mm-hmm. and show love and affection. I've apologized and mm-hmm. ask for forgiveness for anything you know that I've done for this, and I've Good. I've gone way out of my way. In fact, he says that might be nice to him is making him very uncomfortable. Well, that might be a good uncomfortable, actually, Michelle, because when you're being nice to people and it makes them uncomfortable, typically that means because it's messing up their preset way of thinking, and and so I would recommend that you keep doing that. You continue to do that. Now, unfortunately, I've got 42 other callers waiting on me, and, and so I'm going to have to move on. But my suggestion is this. Number one, take care of yourself. Do what you need to do with the doctors to get past that cancer so that you can get well. That's the most important thing. And number two, whatever interactions that you will have with him from now on, if you can, try to listen a lot. 
Try not to project into him what you think he might be thinking, but really pay a lot of attention. Let him, as we talk about it in our vernacular, take the bricks off the wall. Let him be self-revelatory, if indeed he will be. Let that happen, which means that you're going to really need to listen carefully and listen long. And, and if you have a shot, it's going to come from there. But you really take care of yourself. I really, truly hope you get well from that cancer. Okay? Thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay, we're moving on to Alan in Texas now. And Alan, uh, hey, Alan, can you, are you listening on your speakerphone, my friend? I'm sorry? Let me, um, sorry, let me turn it off. Sorry. Okay. I was in my car. Anyways. (laughs) It's okay. It just blew my ears out. I'll probably be okay in a day or two. (laughs) How can I help you? (laughs) It's okay. What can we do to help you? Well, um, so my wife of about uh, 15 years uh, filed for divorce uh, a few months back, and then uh, she asked me to move out mm-hmm. uh, into, and so I, I, I moved out, um, and I'm at her mom's house, which is very ironic. Um, <laughs> we're, 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 we're only a mile apart. We've got two small kids. We've got a four-year-old mm-hmm. and a one-year-old, mm-hmm. and um, so... She was very gung ho about the divorce, and she kept talking about, you know, going to mediation and, you know, you know, just following all the steps, um, mm-hmm. you know, to 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 follow through with, you know, to follow suit. And you know, I just kind of said, you know, at first I did the whole begging and pleading, and I realized, yeah, that's not going to work. And I stopped all of those behaviors, mm-hmm. and I started, you know, doing all the smart smart contact and just kind of uh, working mm-hmm. on myself, and you know. Uh, you know everything that you guys do for pies, all that good stuff. I won't, I won't go too far into it, but but anyway. So at the current moment, we've had a couple of brief interactions, um, and um, last week I uh, I had a chance to sit down with her, and it was a you know we're we're kind of at this emotional neutral point right now where we're not at each other's throats, or we're not really saying anything threatening mm-hmm. or that, or you know we're not like mm-hmm. negative. We're we're you know, everything's positive, right? Positive approaches. Just Good. always positive with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other day, I sat down with her and I asked her like a, a open-ended question. I'm like, hey, you know, can I? I'm just checking in. It's been a couple of months. You know, can I get a status update? Very simple. Just a status mm-hmm. update, kind of where things are. And mm-hmm. her reply was, um, well, I'm still wanting. I'm still thinking of the divorce. However, lately, I've been thinking of returning and coming to you. However, hmm. I want to make sure I'm coming back for the right reasons. Hmm. And so the answer was very uh, – that was the first time she's actually been very, very honest because the answers prior to that were, were about being stagnant in our life or being right. – you know, we're drifting apart or so on and so forth. So right. the answers were not logical. But this time around, it was Did actually she, a real mm-hmm. – Did she by any chance explain what she meant by the right reason? Yes. What did she, she say? She said, uh, because I asked her, I said, I said, I said, I said explain more. And because uh, I wanted I want her to feel, she said, I want to make sure I'm not coming back for just comfort. And, okay. Um, and so with that kind of being said, um, you know, I was just asking, you know, so that was kind of like enlightening to me because, and, and then I kind of validated that. I said, I understand. And I, I, I would like the person that would be, that wants to be with me to come back for the right reasons as well. I don't want to be the the comforting, you know, for, for those reasons. So I kind of validated and listened to what she said. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where are so, you now? 
Where, where does this stand now? Well, I mean, this was last Wednesday, so this was not even a week ago. So, so we're kind of standing in this, right. in this circle. But then I, I, and then I asked her this open-ended question. So I've been, you know, working closely with my church, and, and my pastor was like, ask her open-ended question. So I said, okay. He says, what does reconciling the marriage look like to you? Just like that. And I asked her that question, and she said, um, her, her response to that question, I don't know yet. I'm not sure what that looks like just yet. Yeah, so, I would think that's a premature question, was, actually. Sorry? I said, I would think that's a premature question. You see, when, when you're interacting with people and you're listening, I like the idea your pastor's on the right track with the open-ended questions. I think that's good. But it's a matter of you don't ask questions that appear to be leading, and you don't ask questions that, are, that will take them further than they are right now. And so, for example, when Correct. you say, what would, what would reconciliation look like to you? Unless she's already started talking about the potential of reconciliation, that can come across as pressure. So while I agree with the general principle that your pastor's saying, I think that question question probably was premature. So, so right now, what kind of conversations are you guys having today? Uh, they're, they're generally positive. I mean, she just kind of says things like, let me come to you, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, basically kind of setting a boundary. Um, so mm -hmm. it, it's been, it, it's been, um, you know, positive. I mean, like we're not going back to that full circle of, where we're, you know, like I said, we're kind of at each other's throats and saying, you know, negative things. So it's, so we're, we're beyond Good. all of that. So. Good. So, Wonderful. But, it, but, it, but I, but I've been following, yeah, thank you. Uh, so, but I've been following what you guys say and, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing those push behaviors and I'm not showing the neediness and the begging and the pleading and, you know, and, and just kind of like, you know, so, so, you know, and, and it's difficult, I guess the hardest thing for me and, and the answer that I'm kind of looking for is, you know, all the answers that I've gotten so far, you know, including the one I just got last week, there, you know, there's a, there's a whole lot of logic behind all of this, right? There, there really isn't because they're, they're ups and downs and, and they're, you know, one, 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 one day is talking about, you know, you know, waking up one day and being regretful with my life. And that's kind of showing to me what's kind of showing discontentment, you know? And, and so it's just, mm -hmm. kind of, um, it's just kind of, it's just kind of interesting. But what, one thing that I, I failed to mention to you guys is, so at the end of 2018, my wife, um, that's been working really hard and, you know, taking care of her body, um, got a mommy makeover. Are you, are you familiar with that? Uh, in general um, terms, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's basically like, you know, plastic surgery to, to fix all the little things. So we, she did a full, full circle makeover. Right. And mm -hmm. um, she had a two month, there was a two month period where she was, she had a lot of complications. She was in pain and, and, and misery and hurt. And it almost right. seemed like as soon as she got well, well enough with this new body, this new look, this new, this new confidence, it's kind of when this kind of really erupted. Um, and yeah. so a lot of people that, that are, uh, yeah. So a lot of, a lot of our friends and peers are, are, are kind of assuming like, you know, Hey, your wife's got this new look and this new body and she's trying to test it, test, test the waters and, you know, see if the grass is greener or to see, you know, what, what yeah. you missed out on, on being with you for, you know, we were high school sweethearts, you know, I knew her since she was yeah. 17 years well, old. Uh, may I make a couple of suggestions here, my friend? First of all, don't listen to your, to your friends because of the fact that they're going to make all kinds of guesses based on all kinds of things. And they're going to put thoughts in your head that are going to lead you to think and feel certain ways, which are not going to be very smart. And so I know they mean well, okay. and I know they're caring, but the fact that she got this new body, yeah, it, it, I mean, 
obviously that has affected her self-esteem, right? I mean, she sees herself yeah. in a different light now than before she did that. But the good news is this. Rather than thinking about backwards, think of where you are now. Then in the past week or so, she said, you know, I've actually contemplated the idea of putting these things back together. I just want to make sure I do it for the right reasons. Now, the right reasons thing I wouldn't get into much into that. I really, if it were, I, I wouldn't. The good news is that she has opened the door. Now, what you really want to be careful of here, Alan, in my opinion, now you do what you think is best, but in my opinion, be really okay. careful here because let her talk, let her lead, have those conversations with her, and, and, and the open-ended questions are good. Just think them through before you ask and think, is she here yet? Like, for example, about the reconciliation, if she's not there yet, they don't ask that question, but openly ask, listen, pay attention, and um, in these conversations that you're having, is she being warmer towards you, like more uh, like you guys are actually connecting emotionally in any shape, fashion, or form yeah. when you talk? Excellent. Yeah, excellent. She'll, uh, she'll, yeah, because you know we had a we had like a little business meeting because you know we, it, there's so much to this. We we own companies together. We've got family. I mean, it's just there's a lot of inner intertwining mm-hmm. here. So. I, I, mm-hmm. I asked her for 30 minutes of her time last week. I said, hey, can you meet me at the coffee shop? I need your help with something for some business. I need, your, I need you to, to look over this presentation I'm about, I'm about to give. And she's like, Good. she goes, just 30 minutes? I'm like, yeah. And she sat there for an hour. And she gave me an hour and a half. And she started talking about the past with us. She goes, she goes don't you remember on our anniversary trip we had, this, we had a problem with this? And it kind of resembles your, you know, uh, this, this, this mm-hmm. house of thing that I'm working on. And so she was bringing up. Um, all times mm-hmm. that we were together, and then, and then while and we were talking, while I was talking to her, mm-hmm. she's times. not bringing yeah, up bad times, right? Right. No. Okay. Good times. I think and you're then, on the right track. She started throwing out like, yeah, and she kind of throwing. She was throwing out like, honey, I know what you're saying, honey. Like, started using some pet names towards me, and then I didn't wonderful. really like. Yeah, it was wonderful, okay. and I didn't, but I didn't acknowledge it. I didn't say, "Oh, I'm your honey now." Like I didn't push it. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I just good. let it flow. That's good. That's smart, Alan. I, but I, but I heard that. So. I guess my question is what I have a hard time for is my patience. I'm not a very patient yeah. person. And so <laughs> when I see her almost, and, and just being honest, I'm being honest, it, when she's trying to come back, I want to speed it up. Obviously, everybody yeah. here that's calling obviously would like to speed it up, right? That's like, yeah, you know, yeah, they you know, yeah. everybody's in so, so you sound like a very intelligent man. So listen to me, my friend. You're smart enough to know this. Don't push it. Don't get impatient. Things are headed in the right direction. As a matter of fact, unless you derail this, it looks like things are going pretty good, uh, pretty good for you right now. And so the way that you would derail it is if you start pushing, if you get impatient. And so you love this woman, right? Oh, a lot, oh yeah, more than anything. Absolutely. Without a doubt. So here's my suggestion, my friend. Very, very patient. Very patient at this point because it's not going to be that long. I mean, even in the scheme of things, let's say it, let's say it even took a year. It's not, but let's say it even it took a year in the scheme of how much time you've got left together and you can enjoy each other. That's a drop in the bucket. And so I strongly encourage you, please, please be patient. My friend, you're smart enough. You can pull this off. And it sounds to me like things are going in great direction. So good for you. So just let her, Dr. Bean, so just let her bring up all of those. Yes. Has to do with, because I, I'm trying to kind of keep it strictly business, but. If she's if she's bringing up relationships or she wants oh, to yeah. talk about it because just just yeah. let her just let her bring it to me. So so the whole thing of her saying let me come to you is her way of saying I want the boundaries set, but at the same time let me come to you. Mm-hmm. And so you know right. Now it's it starts going a different hard because mm-hmm. 
<laughs> if it starts going in a different direction, you call me back and we'll figure out something else. But right now, that's exactly my advice, friend. Just let it keep going as it's going. Let her come to you. And then she's going to feel really good about it. And so are you. Hey, and you get to enjoy this whole new body. So good for you. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's, so that's, that's right. what I'm going to do. I'm going to let her just come to me, be patient. Yep. It seems like she's right. turning, turning a little because none of the, the, because none of the um, divorce proceedings are, are happening. So she's not like Good. asking me to go meet right. any patient. The house is on sale. Right. You know, nothing. Right. It's like no, no, Helen, packed, you know what I mean? Like, right. Anyway. Helen, I got 47 Sorry. more callers, my friend. So I'm going to have to go, Thank but it's going the right direction. You be patient, buddy. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. You can do this. Okay. Uh, I am so sorry to everybody out there. We got 46 or seven callers right now. So let me go a little bit faster if I may. And I don't mean to cut anybody short, um, but, but if you will, just kind of get to it faster so we can get to the question so I can get to more callers, if you will. And it's not that you're not important. You very much are. And it's not that I want to rush you. I really don't. It's just that we have so many people to talk to. If you can help me out there, I would really appreciate that. And so we're going to Denny in Idaho. Hi, Denny. How are you? Doing great, Dr. Beam. Good. I had, um, I've been married for 26 years, separated for Mm -hmm. about four months now. Mm -hmm. Um, love my wife dearly. She told me Mm -hmm. she, after not talking to me for two months, she finally contacted me and said, we're done. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm currently 750 miles away, but anticipating a trip back down there because my old, my youngest son is graduating from eighth grade on mm-hmm. our anniversary, her birthday. <laughs> mm. Wow. What a day. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I was, I, I've been trying to do, I screwed up in the beginning because I panicked and stuff, but I've been just working on me. I just found you guys Good. stuff yesterday. Wow. And I'm, wanting to see what I can do. I'm starting from scratch. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, yeah. don't have a job trying to get a business going, et cetera. At any rate, um, hmm. my, que- my question was, I'm wanting to get her a gift, mm-hmm. but I'm wanting to be very careful about that gift so that it doesn't yes. screw things up. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, very good. <laughs> um, and what I was thinking about is back when we first – um, started dating. I got her two different things. I got her some um, rose essential oil, and I got her some gardenia essential oil, which she loved dearly. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know if that's if that's something potentially too touchy or not. Um, but I was planning on giving it to her as a birthday present rather than. So here's my question. Just stop for a second and and imagine. Imagine that you just handed it to her. She just unwrapped it. What do you really expect her reaction to be? I don't honestly know how she will react. Um, All I want is for her her to have something that she really likes. Okay. Then maybe you say it just that way. Uh, I wouldn't make it too fancy in wrapping if you wrapped it at all. I wouldn't make it anything kind of uh, romantic in any shape, fashion, or all. I wouldn't tie it back to the memory of, well, remember when I gave this to you? If it were I, I would do it like this. I would hand it to her and say, I remember that you like this. Happy birthday. 
and then make it that simple. Nothing gooey, no eyes, no anything else, and so that, that she can react to it any way she wishes. And if you tie it to the fact, I just know, I remember that you like this and make it kind of more matter of fact than like it's being like romantic or trying to trigger old memories, then you have less likelihood of her reacting negatively to it. Now, you assume that she still likes that stuff, right? I, I know that she does. I know my wife very well in some respects, but in others, she's been silent for for years, and I got blindsided. And when hmm. she, she um, how to put it, she walked out and handed me a note, and I immediately started working diligently on what she was doing and was really blindsided when after two months of diligently working mm-hmm. on what she asked me to then without any communications or willingness to communicate she just said nope we're done Denny if I may and ask what did she say when she left what was on that note what did she say to you so she wanted me to um, work on getting things cleaned up outside the house I had how I put it I'm self-employed and I have a lot of stuff mm-hmm. around the house that that she views as junk, which is useful things that I make money with. But yeah, but those are kind I of symptom things. So what's really going on? What's what's the emotion? What is she really feeling? Why, why did she want to walk so, out? Why did she want to leave? So she she hit menopause, and all of a sudden she started making hugely emotional decisions. And the, yeah. the thing I think is that suddenly she's in a midlife crisis. She's not where she wants to be career-wise. And mm-hmm. finances have been a struggle because my work has been hit and miss. Mm-hmm. And so I'm work, working on that. I'm changing the whole venue of what I'm doing. And I think that I can get a solid footing under me in the next few months. Okay. But so is she, has she been feeling then that uh, she can't depend on you, that she has to take care of you as, a way that, uh, as opposed to the other way around? Is that what you're saying? That's what she feels? I think so because she has the primary job and due to her constantly asking me for help and things, I kind of fell into a role of helping support her and her career rather than pushing hard on mine. Okay. All right. And so at some point that you see, we typically say this, people leave for some reason, either they leave because they feel yeah. they're being pushed out because something's happening that they can't live with, or they leave because they're being pulled to something out there. Like, for example, sometimes people are pulled to another person or pulled to a different lifestyle or, you know, whatever it might be. And so if you looked at the two of you and, and we're trying to assess or understand your wife, would you think that she felt more pushed out of the marriage by whatever you were doing or not doing, or do you think that there's something out there that's pulling her away from the marriage? Which do you think it is? I I would say that it is probably about a 60-40 split of being pushed out and a 40% pull of wanting something different, which is not where she's at in her career. Okay. And the thing that she would feel pushed out by specifically would be what? I think it was the inconsistency in my um, work and income. Okay. It is my best guess because she won't communicate at this point. Yeah, I understand. It's awfully hard to read people's minds. (laughs) I get that. And then the the thing out there, you think that she thinks there's something that 40%, that there's something out there for her. Does you think she has any idea what that is or is she just going after some kind of a dream kind of thing? Well, 
she is a par excellence elementary school teacher, but I think that she wants to get more into um, either teaching in regards to um, at a college level or yeah, but this would, or this would be something. But Denny, this would be something that precludes you. In other words, if there's something pulling her out of the marriage, it's something that 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 she couldn't do or wouldn't do with you. And so what you just described, she could still do that, still do that and be married to you. So what else is there that's, that's pulling her away from you? What is that thing that's pulling her away from you? You said 40%. So what do you think that is? Um, how do I put it? <laughs> I don't know. I, I may be, I said, I don't know. I may be wrong there, but um, one of the <laughs> okay. things that she has, one of the things that she has told ironically her cousin is that um she just can't communicate etc and she feels like she has to cut all ties to be able to get where she wants to go she feels like everything else is an anchor and she i mean she's she cut ties with her current job she cut um all communication with me other than absolutely critical things and she has the kids call me because she won't do it Okay, so she's going after a different lifestyle, some kind of a lifestyle that she thinks can't be if I keep doing what I was doing, still involved in what I was involved in. Well, the, the, the yeah. answer to this, my friend, for you is to do what you're doing now. First of all, since you know it's an issue with her about you not having that stability, you said you're working on that stability. Good for you. That's good for you Fast and no hard. matter what she does. Yeah, I'm sure it is, but that's good for you no matter what. And so please do that. And and be patient here because unless there's something specific out there, if it's more like an idea that she's chasing, then after a while, she's going to be going wondering why she's doing that. And so if, if when it's not something specific, like I'm going to do blank, which it sounds to me like it's not something specific. It sounds to me like it's actually kind of an idea. Okay. And so that's probably going to start disappearing after a while because it's going to be, I don't know what that is. And so if you become the best you, you can be, that creates the greatest likelihood that whenever what that is that she's chasing out there doesn't appear when it doesn't come into being, then that increases the likelihood she's going to look back at you. But I would think that one of the extremely important things based on what you told me is that you get that stability. That's going to be really, really important. And then, and then keep being the best you, you can be. And you got a shot at this, my friend, because it sounds like there's not something specific out there. And that means at some point she's going to waffle. If, if I'm right, if my guess is correct and there's not something specific at some point, she's going to waffle. And that's when you be the strong, solid Denny, probably she's going to come back to, at, at least you got a good shot at it. Is this making that, sense to you? I'm it, it is. And as soon as I can pull some funds together, I want to do it, see if I can get both of us doing the online course. I, I may Good. try some negotiation tactics or something to see if she will at least entertain that. Okay. Excellent. So. Well, the online course is really for one person. Okay. And so you're not in that right now. Is that correct? I, I'm not. I don't have any money right now. I'm literally living okay. with her cousin. All right, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the online course. If um, if you call back after the program is over and you let them know you're Denny from Idaho and that I gave you as my gift the online course, I'll give it to you if you promise me that you'll start into it tomorrow. Will you promise me that? Oh, there's no question about it. All right, my friend. Then you call right after the program. They'll give you that, and we'll see where we can go from there, okay? Thank you so much, Dr. Beam. You have a blessed day. 
Same thing, same to you, Denny. Thank you very much. Uh, my producer over here is is making mean signs at me because I'm taking too long with callers here. And so I'm going to have to get faster because he's younger and stronger. And if he hits me, it's going to hurt. So let's go over you gotta here. You got to help everybody. You, know? <laughs> you got to help everybody. He's going to hit me. So I guess. Okay. Now we're going to Hawaii and I'm not quite sure how to pronounce this. Is it, is it Kiyoki? Hello? Yes, it's Kyoki. Okay, good. How may I help you, my friend? Um, uh, well, thank you for uh, for your help. I've been in your marriage uh, online course, and uh, and good. it's helping a lot. But my thing is, uh, I've been married for 20 years. We have four boys, and uh, last, well, two years ago, she asked me for a separation. Um, and it was right after her mom and dad passed away, and a week before her surprise 40th birthday. So it was kind of tough for me, but uh, I found out that she was actually in a, uh, what do you call it, uh, online relationship on over the phone with an old friend before we hmm. ever got together. Uh-huh. And uh, it, it lasted for like a year. And then he ended up telling her it's not working, you know, because he was living in San Francisco and we were here in Hawaii. And uh, uh-huh. she was heartbroken. She came back home. She moved back in with, with me and our, our sons. And then maybe it lasted like five months. And then she met another old friend. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Fell for him. Mm-hmm. Moved out. Started living, living with him. And then he told her flat out that <laughs> he's not looking for anything. You know, just friendship. So once again, mm-hmm. she was heartbroken. And mm-hmm. she came back. And, you know, I thought it was going to work out again. And... It didn't because she did, she wasn't really over this last guy, and she yeah. was still going over to his parents' house, still seeing him once in a while, and eventually, like mm-hmm. five months later, they start talking to talking to each other, and then she moves up and she's back over there living again with him. And she said that they're wow. only friends, there's nothing happening, you know. He's actually going to move to another island, so I don't know when, but you know, I was like, this doesn't make sense. You're just friends, but you're over there living there with him. You've barely seen the kids. You'd rather stay there instead of come here and stay with us and the boys. Because sometimes I got to fly off island for work. So my sons will stay at my parents' house. But she, will, mm-hmm. she wouldn't even offer to stay with them. She'd rather go stay with him instead of our own son. So wow. it's like, it, it's really confusing. I mean, she says they're just friends. Yeah. But I, confer- I confronted it, the guy. I saw him in Walmart one day and I said, hey, buddy, you know, because we're old friends too from before. And I, I flat out told him, I said, do you really love her? He goes, no, we're just friends. I said, so what is it? He goes, I told her. I said, I'm not looking for a long distance relationship. I said, and why, why are you doing this to us? Why, why are you interrupting, you know, I'm trying to fix my marriage and you're, you're in the way trying to confuse her. Mm-hmm. I'm not confusing her. I said, I said, she has feelings for you, but you guys interacting every day, doing things. He takes her, he takes, he took her to Vegas twice already, just, just as friends. Mm-hmm. I'm like, That's, that doesn't help, you know? And then yeah. she admitted to me that they slept together. So yeah. it's like... Once, I, once she told me that it's set together, I, I stopped talking to her. And that was like maybe a month ago. Because uh, I, yeah. I cannot right now. It's too emotional. It's too hard. And yeah. If, I'm just if, I'm ask, <laughs> if I may ask, how old is your wife? She's 43. Uh, this June 6th, she'll be, uh, sorry, June 9th, she'll be 43. Okay. And, and it was what, about two years ago when she first started into this pattern? Is that correct? Is that what I heard? Uh, about three years. Almost three about three years ago. Okay, and so this is yeah. the second guy, but it's the second time with the second guy. Am I am I correct about that? 
Yeah, it's, well, actually, it's three guys, but this is, the, I mean, that's three guys, sorry. It's two guys, but the second time with this second guy, yeah. Okay. So, uh, your wife apparently is chasing something. Would you agree? Yes, it seems like it, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and the fact that she's not coming back around the children, you know, that surely you understand that that's not typically the behavior that we would expect, right? Yeah. I mean, mothers tend yeah. to be very protective of their children, want to be around their children if they can. And when you find a mother, and you say you have four children, is that what I heard you say, four? Yes. Yes. Our, our youngest is five, uh, 13. Sorry, it's five, nine, 13, and 17. Okay. And so you know how unusual it is that a woman, a mother of a five-year-old, four kids, but particularly with a five-year-old, is not coming around them much. Whatever it is that she's chasing, she is not going to find. And it, it looks like, have, have you read much of our material, been through much of our information on our website or anything like that? No, I've I, I just been watching your videos on the marriage course that I, I purchased mm-hmm. and uh Mm-hmm. Um, I tried. I tried to download the PDF, but I haven't. I wasn't able to. Well, if you have trouble getting that PDF, if you'll email us, we'll email you the PDF. How about that? If you can't download oh, okay. it, we'll make sure you okay. get it. But the situation that you're describing, it, there's a there's a certain kind of thrill that goes with the thing called limerence, okay. And then yeah. a certain kind of thrill, it's a certain kind of high dopamine gets ex- uh, expressed in the brain and it gives you like a, it's, it's a chemical cousin, basically to cocaine. And so it gives you this real yeah. thrill, this high, this kind of thing. And, and uh, it's not is, unusual. Is that, is that, woman, like, is that like the butterfly thing? About the age that your wife is in, that, that suddenly oh. it's like, uh, I think maybe you might refer to it earlier as a midlife crisis. We don't call it midlife crisis. Yeah. We call it about, it's a grief process. It's like there were certain things I expected to have occurred in my life by now. And the fact that she went uh, backwards, like looked back to old friends, it's like she's trying to recapture yeah. something out of her youth. And so what she's going through here is an extreme emotional situation. It's, it's not logical uh-huh. in any shape, fashion, or form. It's totally emotional. And the emotions are so powerful and so strong that based on what you're telling me, they're actually overriding her maternal instinct. <coughs> Pardon me. From maternal instincts. And so in the situation uh-huh. that you're describing, I can't give you a lot of short-term. <clears throat> I apologize. Pardon me one second. Sure. My allergies are acting up. I apologize. I can't give you a lot of Always. short-term encouragement, but I can in a longer term. If at some point, now three years into this, I know that seems like forever, but three years is actually not that long a period in the scheme of things. If at some point she starts to, um, for lack of a better word, settle down um, in the sense of whatever that dream is I'm chasing out there, I'm not going to find it. It's not there for me. And I agree with what you said. If a guy's taking her to Vegas twice, he's feeding this. Whether he claims he is or not, he's definitely feeding this because he's doing things to help her get more excitement, get more intense emotions, those kinds of things. Uh, I don't know that confronting him is a smart thing because it can backfire in so many different ways. But the situation that you're describing is not hopeless. But in the short term, it's going to be – this is not going to end immediately is what I'm trying to tell you. Those emotions are so powerful, so strong, so overcoming – that she's going to chase them for a little while. Now, my question to you is, yeah. are you patient enough to wait until she's past that? 
I, I, well, I keep telling everybody keeps telling me, you know, you should just move on and be happy because you're, you know, I said I cannot. I got 20 years with her. I got four boys, you know, and I, I married her for a reason. I, I, I honestly, I was in the same situation 10 years ago. I, I actually had an affair, and same thing. It was just, you know, stupid stupidity. Thought there was something better, and it wasn't. And I can't, you know, I came back to her, and oh, I really didn't leave, but I just turned around and said, you know, this is not right. I wanted to be married to my wife and nobody else. I, you mm-hmm. know, it, and mm-hmm. um, I, I think we didn't work through that. She just kind of just overlooked it and just went on. And I think that's how she kind of fell out of love too, because we didn't mm-hmm. think this. I don't the problem was. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she honestly, I mean, she honestly told her coworker the other day that, you know, she she would love to come back, but she can't. And she doesn't know how she wants to have that feeling that that in love feeling that that butterflies when you look at you you know right. she wants to just yeah that's what's all, driving her you know. right now yeah that's definitely what's yeah. driving her right now there's no doubt about that based on what you're describing there's no doubt about that but you understand that that won't last forever and so it really boils down now to you whether or not you're willing to be patient and to wait this thing out because this is not going to be a short term solution but you yeah. know you love her. You love her. If you can, if you can uh, wait for I, I a while, think about it like this. Uh, because of the drugs that are happening in her head, her body's making these drugs. Right now, she's kind of a drug addict, but it's not about illicit drugs. Yeah. It's drugs her own brain's making. And if you can just kind of, if, if you can hang on long enough, there's a possibility of putting this back together, my friend. I, my heart breaks for you yeah. and for your four children. They, it really does. It's tough. I mean, it's just hard to knowing that she's sleeping with him, or you know, she. I mean, she says not. I know. She only happened twice. And it didn't mean to, but still, I was like, it happened already. You know, how can you not? That's what's hard for me. Yeah. Before I was talking to her, you know, face to face, we do things. Right. Take the kids, we do things together. But then now it's like harder because I can't look at you and knowing what's going on. You know, so it's just texting on the phone about the kids and stuff. That's about it. But I told her, I don't know when I can be able to come back and just look at you and talk normally face to face because it hurts. Hello? 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 Hello. 